From the headquarters of Griggs Systems Incorporated and on-site location, this is the Smarter Building Solutions podcast powered by Griggs Systems. Our show highlights exclusive interviews with industry-leading architects, designers, contractors, manufacturers, and thought leaders who construct our communities and the national infrastructure that connects all of us. Our sustainable and innovative material applications are essential in some of the most iconic building projects in the country, as well as your city and community. The podcast illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven building material solutions brought to industries, organizations, and communities. For our guest today, we're honored and excited to welcome Dwayne Thomas, National Sales Manager at Barrier One and founder and senior partner at EcoSpec Incorporated. For more information, feel free to visit the website at eco-spec.us and Dwayne's LinkedIn page at linkedin.com slash in slash Dwayne Thomas. Dwayne, welcome. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for the invite. I greatly appreciate it. Dwayne, we talked several times about uh, uh, your uh, your voicemail and how you uh, it's fresh every day. C- can you share with your audience today again <laughs> why why that's so? Because it's such a it seems so challenging and almost daunting to keep that up. Yeah, early in uh, my career, um, had to be you know around nineteen ninety nine two thousand or so when this happened uh, or reading books and on or maybe even at a seminar about how to increase sales and how to generate or extend um your relationships uh i started changing my voicemail every day it was one of these suggestions and i can say now i've probably been doing it for 20 years and i change it every morning and it, it really has given my customers um a, a good feel for me if they know they leave a voicemail they know I've either i received it or i'll be back in contact with them if they know they're just not leaving their information in a blank or open space uh, and, and if i'm changing it monday and tuesday and wednesday they feel that they did they just didn't get left out in the open <laughs> you know leaving a voicemail in, a, in, a, in, a, in some dark circle that nobody's going to respond back and uh, I've, I've gotten more feedback on my voicemail changing uh, from customers and clients over the years than I would say anything else in particular. Well, obviously that shows a tremendous amount of care and uh, stick-to-itiveness and all those other superlatives. How does it also help you? Because it's obviously for your for your customers, clients, and prospects, but also for you to, to align your values with your professional performance. Well, it, it's a great help because it... it um, it forces me, and, and I guess and for lack of a better word, to review every voicemail at the close of business every day or the beginning of business the next day, depending on when I do change the voicemail, either late the night before or the early that morning, to make sure uh, that I don't miss anything with the clients. And, and it gives me a really good feel starting off that I'm not behind eight ball and uh, just a different level of professionalism that it provides just to say, hey, we're going to move forward or start a relationship or do business with you simply because uh, you made us feel important. You took the time to, to put us first or you made a priority that our uh, uh, requests were met in a timely manner. And it just gives the clientele a, a different feel of, you know what, uh, this team really do or really does feel we're important. And uh, we would like to give them a shot at our business or give this guy a shot at our business because we feel he's going to at least answer his phone and 
and take our request seriously. Yeah. Now, how was it working with Barrier One? Uh, by the way, I, I really like that name. But uh, share with us your experience as a national sales manager there and, and how uh, you work with your clients in how, you know, you help them uh, solve a, a big problem with the solutions you have. You know, you know Barry One uh, is a very um, fitting product. Uh, it fits a, a, a huge need in the construction industry in terms of helping manage concrete moisture, uh, which is a, uh, a great setback on some construction projects that are going to use it here at Florida the Concrete, i.e. schools, universities, hospitals, just a bevy of opportunities. And the product itself lends itself to uh, eliminating scheduled pushbacks and eliminating a lot of extra costs due to change orders at the end of projects that can save projects upwards of, you know, quarter million to three hundred thousand uh, dollars, just depending on the size and scope of those jobs. Uh, additionally, being able to work with architects and general contractors and building owners, being schools, universities, hospital ownership and having everyone on the same page and being able to provide a solution for four or five parties in one that eliminates a lot of, of their liabilities has really been a win-win for the company as well as the clients. Yeah, on, on that win-win, I've come up coined a new phrase like a, a, a triple win or win-win-win-win, which is a cri- <laughs> triple crown winner. Uh, the reason I, I say that, and I'm curious to hear your take on it, is because when obviously your client wins, you win, but actually your client and their client also wins. And that's why I call it a triple crown winner. What's your thought on that? Maybe I'm reaching a bit. Well, no, you're not. It, it's a, for number one, selfishly as the manufacturer, we win because we had an opportunity to provide our services to, let's just say a general contractor. And at that point in time, the general contractor is successful because he or she has a client an owner and that owner now does not have a delayed building that's going to cost them money they don't have any flooring that's popping up that's going to cost them money and now that owner of the building can turn around and if it's a condo or if it's a school or university or hospital mm-hmm. move forward with their clientele <laughs> you know sure. everybody has a client and and not affect their client's ability to gain a service i.e. a school university or hospital or a new condo or a new apartment or, or a new clinic or however you see that fit. So it's it's really downstream and it ties into, you know, win, 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 as you were saying. And we feel that we're the, the source of that, uh, of that chain reaction to help all of the clients in line have a very successful outcome uh, with their projects. Yeah, I like that. A source. Being the source, it, it, um, it going back to what you said originally about changing the voicemail or adjusting the voicemail, is being that source. What and why does that mean so much to you, Dwayne, to be that source? Well, in, in every community, well, let's, let's back up. In every construction community, um, as, as manufactured representatives and as product reps, we all hold uh, a certain spot in that in that category of so so I, I use Griggs for example Katia has a great relationship with most of the architects in that in in you know northern or that uh, or that uh, Bay Area 
And here in Atlanta, we have great relationships. Here in, in, in also in Orlando, near the plant for Barry One, we have great relationships with the architecture community. Being able to be counted on or, or being a clog in that system that they know they can call and get answers or get relief or get direction from, um, it's always a great position to be in, but it takes a lot of time and dedication and showing up and, and providing past um, <laughs> past accomplishments or, or past projects that have came out in, in a positive manner for you to begin to line up those successes to where your clientele can have an experience of support or, or experience of uh, success with you to where they may um, pass your name along or even um, bring you in on larger projects or just more consistent work as a day-to-day. This, these are the teams that we work with and our company or Barry One or Griggs or Ecospec will be one of those teams that we work with on all of our upcoming projects due to past successes. Excellent. You're listening to the Smarter Building Solutions podcast powered by Grig Systems. We're talking today with Dwayne Thomas, National Sales Manager at Barrier One and founder and senior partner at Ecospec Incorporated. For more information, you can visit both of the websites, one of ecospec-spec, Dot us that's eco-spec.us and barrier one Dwayne, can you tell us a, a bit about the um, the ecospec and how you uh, founded that yeah ecospec is a uh, minority owned manufacturers rep firm based out of atlanta georgia um when i graduated from college i uh, worked for a company called atlas roofing corporation they're a polyiso manufacturer and also a shingle manufacturer um and I worked for them for five years, and during my tenure, I uh, became an outside sales rep. And half of their sales team uh, were employees, the other half were manufacturer's representatives. I uh, built some relationships with some of the gentlemen who were manufacturer's representatives and realized that was a better uh, career choice for me at the time. So I started my own firm um, in 2001, becoming a manufacturer's representative for Atlas Roofing Corporation, just due to the monetary benefits um, that being a manufacturer's representative provided. And so I started it in 01, um, March of that year, and we've been moving steady ever since. Can you share with us or your audience today some of your, you don't have to name clients, but if you're at liberty to share some of your most recent project or a project so they get a, a feel for, you know, the type of work you do as well. Well, yeah, we, we, we do a, a bevy of, of projects. Give you an idea. We, our main core business is we train architects. We come in and do lunch and learn presentations to explain to architects how the products that we represent fit into their buildings. Um, so we do that technical training. We also work with the general contractors in terms of how these projects or how products should be installed in these buildings are quoted to be installed in these buildings and we also do hands-on work with the subcontractors in terms of how to to, how would you install these um install the products in these said uh projects so in terms of uh larger scope projects we work with very large hospitals an example may be uh in louisiana you have um in in the new orleans area we do a lot with um why am I drawing a blank? You have to scratch this. I'm drawing a blank here. Sure. Um, 
you know, in regards to the yeah. hospitals, yeah. some of the, some of the hospitals. Yeah, we, we work a lot with like Oshner hospitals uh, in Louisiana. And then if you move to school districts, uh, we do a fair amount of school districts here in the Georgia area and also up north in Connecticut with Barrier One. Uh, we've done work with uh, the University of California at San Diego uh, with Barrier One. So it's a wide stretch. I don't want to leave any of our major clients out, but uh, on a national scale, um, we, we probably champion ourselves with hospitals and schools and university work. And then behind that, we are starting to do more mid-rise, high-rise residential condo work as well. Yeah. Now, are those industries within your niche sought after originally, or they kind of come to you, or is it a, a bit of both? In, in terms of Barrier One, these are sought after by us uh, because our products solve those problems that they have most with flooring adhering to concrete. So in hospitals you know, that you can't have germs or debris or um, any type of failure in your flooring uh, due to germs. So they have very specific types of flooring that, that are required in hospitals and our product allows them to move forward with those jobs with without much hindrance. Same thing in schools, you wanna make sure that, hey, once the, you know, the floor is down in school, we don't have any setbacks and our product grouping which guarantees adhesion to the concrete for these types of floors, allows school districts to move forward without any setbacks or having to come and shut a side of the hospital down or side of the school down to come and do correction for moisture. So these are these are huge benefits to a, a lot of universities and schools and hospital groups uh, across the country. Can you share with us without giving away any uh, intellectual property, when you present the Lunch and Learns with architects and architect firms, uh, can you share with your audience a bit of you know, a, a general, a very general experience that you go through because you you, you take it from uh, the, they just don't know anything about you, but they welcomed you in there. W what's that like for you and what's that like for the architects? Well, we try to uncover a lot of the myths of the industry. And, you know, everyone has been educated at a very high level. So it is a, a very touchy subject for us to challenge your thought process in terms of concrete moisture um, and how concrete moisture can and should be handled as well as when floors fail what are the reasons for these failures is it actually moisture is it actually installation is it actually the wrong application and so walking architects, structural engineers, building owners, and even our, our contractors through these talking points really provides a wide range of thought process because you, you have to challenge the thought process without insulting the, the thought process. Huh. And, and so that's a, <laughs> it, it's a real tricky situation in terms of uh, reading the room, having comfortability, being able to be professional and and provide an open space for questions to come, but also understanding that those questions are coming from a place that's been ingrained, you know, in in us as a community in construction. We've been taught these things, but now we find out that that's not as true as we once thought it was. And so now you have to try to change a person's thought on a technique that's been in their business for 30 years. We've been successful for 30 years. How are you going to tell us this is not the case? 
<laughs> and and you know, so it's it's a very tough thing to massage in some cases, but that's how specific and um, non-traditional our thought process has been towards handling moisture. Yeah, I, I like that uh, challenge. Their thought process. Uh, it's it sounds. Uh, I just came up with a, a simple, over simplified uh, phrase. It's your shock talk. Is you know you've got very educated people, very knowledgeable, very skilled, um, very successful people, and you're telling them in effect that the way they've been doing it is is uh, can be more effective. It, rather than I just substitute my own word, rather than saying how you've Correct. been doing it is wrong, <laughs> you're saying I think we have a bit more effective way of getting accomplished what you want to accomplish. Is that something that you have to train for, or is it something that's just now second nature to you? Now it's second nature, um, and, and it's I'll give an example. Um, you know, we have everybody has older members of their family, and some people really just want a key to their home or a key to their car, and now we have push button and so it's a <laughs> you get in some cars you don't know how to turn the car on and it's not that we're not turning the car on any longer we're asking you to move with us in this direction to use the key fob or to do the, the automatic start without carrying keys around or change your door to a combination versus having the key or open your door with your iphone and hey i've been using a key for 50 years why should i <laughs> And that's the, and that's the change of technology that it, it's not so much having knowledge about what you do. It's more of being able to entice your clients to move on this side of the street with you to have buy-in with your thought process without uh, challenging theirs um, to a level the way they feel is if we feel we're talking over their heads. Yeah, well, I, I think that seems to occur in a lot of industries in particular. Um, the built environment, it's very strong because there's always interesting new products out there that are innovative and proven at the same time. How do you, how is business changed for you in the last, say, two or three years since you know it does evolve in the building material uh, industry and space? There's a, there's a, there's, a lot of new technology and there are a lot of um and when i say new technology for the built environment the new technologies we see may not be new products but it may be simpler ways to install said product and um due to our labor force not being as strong as it once was or just the capabilities of the labor force is shrinking so therefore we're trying to compensate by uh creating uh installer friendly products and so just changing that narrative to where now the products will be a little bit more expensive than the labor versus the labor being more expensive than the product and realizing we're, we're getting you to the same space you're just now um maneuvering those dollars in different categories so these are some of the changes that we see that are, are starting to create some steps some uh, some setbacks also time frames. You, you can see the news that we have log jams at all of the ports. So sure. now that you can't get in those products uh, from overseas, what are you going to do to move your project forward? So you're going to just stop or are we going to open open up the bevy opportunities that you do have here in the United States that, you know, you don't want to pay additional money, but hey, 
you may not have to pay additional money if you change your design this direction to get the project completed in the next nine months versus waiting three more years to complete the project you know so it's with every project there are different opportunities and in, in, in different uh, conclusions that we come up with a distance different solutions and the one thing I would say that's that's been the same is the amount of reading required to be really uh, exceptional at what you do in construction we had this thing in terms of sales reps or just people in construction don't read but the the most successful um, individuals in construction albeit sales be it technical be it engineering be it whatever their roles are are the individuals who really do spend the time reading the material going over the material understanding what's before us so we can make decisions on what's been presented and and that's something that I see changing a lot as well excellent you're listening to the Smarter Building Solutions podcast powered by Griggs Systems Incorporated. Our public service acknowledgement today is for the Atlanta Mission. Atlanta Mission transforms through Christ the lives of those facing homelessness. For more information, feel free to visit their website at atlantamission.org. Again, that's atlantamission.org. We're talking today with Dwayne Thomas, National Sales Manager at Barrier One and Founder and Senior Partner at Ecospec Incorporated. For more information, you can visit their website at Barrier One and their website at Ecospec at eco-spec.us. Dwayne, we talked uh, uh, earlier about a brand as as a Barrier One and Ecospec is is not just a product and a solution, but a brand. Can you share with us your insight as to why being a brand and understanding branding, specifically in the building materials marketplace, is uh, is of importance? Yeah, um, having a brand that's related to quality or success is, is very important um, in the built environment. The built environment has a way of, of turning your brand into a um, a path or turning your brand into a result. So you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna add barrier one to the job, <clears throat> or we're gonna barrier one the job. It's kind of how it's sometimes said. Oh. So instead of saying you know hey we're gonna add a uh, a porosity inhibitor or a moisture vapor reduction admixture or an integral waterproofer to the project to alleviate all the setbacks we're going to move forward with booth very one and it's more of the q-tip syndrome that you that you hear about and so branding in the built environment has so many advantages if you can get yourself in that space prove to your end users that you are standing up for your product and your product does perform it can change the whole platform that you're based in uh, as well as that whole group of project of products that you're in uh, and, and ascend you uh, up that ladder in the built environment. So brand is everything. Um, and, and, you know, for example, on the EcoSpec side, our brand may be is based on uh, external exterior wall facades. And so working with EcoSpec, you know, you're going to get a group of manufacturers representatives who are highly uh, capable of helping you design and estimate your exterior wall facades 
uh, from everything from metal to fiber cement to phenolics to everything except for glass. And so you you all that comes with branding. Are we going to deal with the Eagle Spec guys on this one? Are we going to deal with Barry One on this one? And everybody understands that goes into a particular category. And having that brand name behind it helps accentuate what you're moving towards. How did you get so not just curious, but but uh, understanding of branding? Is it's not common uh, in my experience in the uh, in the built environment, specifically with materials that the the acknowledgement and awareness and power of being a brand. In a in a weird way, brands are tied to personal relationships, and they're regional. Um, I remember. We this was years ago. This had to be twenty years ago. One of the the first lines we had was a company called Henry. Henry's a big company now, but they had a they there's a company called Muncie Baker that was based out of Pennsylvania. They had a product called Permasil. This was like a a commodity roofing it it uh, uh, repair product that he used to repair leaking roofs. And that name alone was like it was the greatest thing since sliced bread in that particular space of, of, of repairing roofs. We need to put permasil on it. And then they changed the name and it sort of like went away. And, that, and people asked for that brand for, I know, another seven years. You have this, you have that. No, we don't have that. We changed the name. And so at that point, I understood that having a formidable solution that your contractor base and end user base will use is how they train everybody that chain they train their apprentices. You have to use this particular brand if you want to have this, you know, this success. And and you just move forward that it's almost like some Americans, some of us like Ford F one fifty, some of us prefer Chevy, some of us prefer another brand. And so it's that ingrained in, in some regions, that brand is all we do because that brand has not let us down. And in the built environment, that's everything. Love it. Dwayne, is there anything that you'd like to share with your audience today that we may not have touched on? Yeah, it's, um, I, I think that companies like Griggs, um, Ecospec, and there, there are a lot of other manufacturers, rep firms in the United States. Um, we are truly a, a part of the construction industry. And I think, for the most part, from outsiders looking in on construction, you very rarely hear about manufacturers' representatives. However, if you've spent years in the industry, you know that manufacturers' representatives are the driving force behind most products that are sold. And most of us are regional, and we set up in different parts of the country, and we truly hold a lot of the knowledge that bridges the gap between a manufacturer who created some great product and a subcontractor who has to install this great new product. But our combined intelligence, combined years of experience, combined uh, in the field, uh, working with both parties, being the liaison, we bridge a lot of gaps that um, couldn't happen unless we were here as manufacturers representatives. A lot of gaps that employees of companies cannot pull together since we are working with eight to 10 companies at one time we have all of those experiences. So we're working with eight different CEOs, eight different technical managers, eight different sales managers, eight different customer service reps, you know? And so we, he, we see all of the pros and cons that simple, you know, if you're just with a manufacturer, you would not see that you're only seeing your, your side of it. But we've also worked for said manufacturer. We've also worked for their competitors. 
and we've also worked for their competitors' competitors. In some cases, we work for you know two or three firms over the years, so we we've seen the strategies of a whole particular subset of that market, and we have the experience that they don't. And so, you know, a lot of manufacturers cherish the the importance of manufacturers reps like EgoSpec and like Greg Systems, and we feel that over the years we we now starting to gain recognition for what we do bring to the built environment. Outstanding. Dwayne, it's been an honor and pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you very much. Thank you as well. I appreciate it. Our guest today has been Dwayne Thomas, National Sales Manager at Barrier One and founder and senior partner at EchoSpec Incorporated. For more information, feel free to visit BarrierOne.com and EchoSpec at eco-spec.us You've been listening to the Smarter Building Solutions Podcast, powered by Grig Systems. Our show highlights exclusive interviews with industry-leading architects, designers, contractors, manufacturers, and thought leaders who construct our communities and the national infrastructure that connects all of us. Our sustainable and innovative material applications are essential in some of the most iconic building projects in the country, as well as your city and community. The podcast illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven building material solutions brought to industries, organizations, and communities. We look forward to you joining us again next time. I'm Tom Dior.